Mitterrand, oh. Mitterrand Romney, Mitterrand, yeah, Mit- Mit- <laughs> Mitterrand, Mitchell and Webb, Mitchell Love. Romney. It, it, maybe it's Mitchell and Mi- maybe it's Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I Hell like- yeah, good yeah. beat. Mitchell, Mitchell and Webb look Romney. That's uh that's uh that's that's what it is. <laughs> I like the idea that he was named after a socialist president of France. Uh, also, the television show that everybody likes, the, the Mitchell the and Webb. Tel- yeah, Mitchell and Webb. Mitchell and Webb. Look. Yeah, he was named after a show that started in 2005 or something. <laughs> yeah, when he was governor of Massachusetts, <laughs> still, still weird, <laughs> still very weird. <laughs> I cannot believe that dude was governor of Massachusetts. What a, what a weird time. The all yeah, were. <laughs> yeah. Why were there Republican governors of New York and Massachusetts ever? How did that happen? I mean. I, you know, people got sick of the party machines, man. Mm-hmm. People got sick of the corruption. If you've got one party in charge all the time, you never get anything done. And right. if you look now and you see where all of these uh, police uh, shootings of uh, black people are happening, it is in Democrat-run cities. And why right. is that? Uh, it doesn't matter who's in charge. And, and, yes. you, have, and you have people who vote uh, for the other team just because they see the team in power and they go, if you're not doing anything, maybe maybe these other guys will. Maybe Mitters. Maybe Mitt. <laughs> what what that's a great campaign slogan. Yeah. Maybe Mitt. Maybe, maybe. Mitt. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We do, should we maybe Mitt? Should we maybe Mitt? Yeah. Maybe. All right. <laughs> uh guys, yesterday I woke up uh and and uh I've been sleeping for three days, taking a, bu- a bunch of Tylenol PM with a tension headache, uh, worrying mm-hmm. about um, the the third wave, second or third or fourth wave of COVID that's oh, going to yeah. crash upon us, and also the um, this sort of standstill in election results coming from uh, the New York Times that I was constantly refreshing on my doom scrolling. For those and, for, li- for the listeners out there, we are recording um, the day after the the fever has broken. So it it's November eighth, right? 8th. Sunday. Yes. 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 So and, yeah. doom scrolling, doom scrolling. I had a, and then I heard like my, um, some hysterical Polish being spoken outside of, in the hallway of my apartment. And I, <laughs> really? I, I heard some clapping, uh, coming from the streets that was really annoying because it, it broke me out of my tension headache slumber. And, um, <laughs> and the Polish voices outside were coming from my landlords who were, who were wondering what all the commotion was outside. And then I heard them, uh, uh gently weeping. Uh, and that's when I knew <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that's when I knew that that Donald Donald Trump's star was falling, and uh, uh. the Biden Harris uh, <laughs> team up was in ascendance uh, because uh, my my Polish landlords they are landlords, and uh, oh, yeah. they are from they're also from uh, an ex communist you know sort of area right Eastern oh, yeah. Bloc area, so they. Uh, we're terrified that uh, Biden and Harris were, were were the second incarnation of Pol Pot. They thought that that mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> giving a little bit more money to public schools or something might uh, might lead us all to on like a, a death march to the rice paddies. Yeah, they're just like I love this visual of you just like in bed and then just hearing like. <laughs> 
Pošnjabla, pa to še mi je del. Veš nodla na bešlja to bo. Yeah, dude, they, they, they were weeping like their country had just been invaded from the east and the west. <laughs> yeah, just a, just, a viol, just a violin like... Yeah, it's funny when people say Delaware Joe and like the Delaware way of doing politics, um, that refers to the killing fields of, of northern Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> just the Dover. purges, you know, all the kulaks were sent to the gulag of, of, of Siberia. It's Delaware's Siberia, you know. No, and I bumped into a friend in the streets yesterday, and he is a, still a, works in real estate, and he said all of his landlords were angry. Uh, today, <laughs> all of them. It didn't matter if they were uh, his his Mexican landlords, his Polish landlords, his Chinese landlords, you know. And I get it, um, <laughs> because identity politics only goes so far. And when you get down to it, the real class consciousness is that the landlords see one color, and that's green. Oh yeah, and the Green Party—they're all voting. All voting they, Hawkins. The oh, landlords yeah. are the green. Are the Greens? Yeah. You know, <laughs> are there, dude. They, I mean, it really speaks to how utterly fucking stupid landlords are. If they're just like, "Oh my God, things are gonna change," and it's just like, "What are you talking about? Nothing is going to change." You're fine. You, fu you fucking losers. You're going to be fine. Your little lords and your fiefdoms will be. Of largely unchanged. Like, shut the fuck up. You people are even dumber than I thought you were. You, like, a landlord is, in some ways, the be like, one of the easiest and best jobs in the world. It is being a repairman or, or, and being a, like, maid cleaning service and being yeah. a realtor, but with, like, you're getting triple the capital and double the income and half of the work of those jobs. Yeah. And you can, like, lend against it. Like, you just don't have to do, like... There's no actual, there isn't nearly as much labor uh, when you're a landlord as what you would have to do if you're actually a maintenance person or actually a cleaning person or actually even a realtor. Uh, you just sit there and just soak it in. You're just, chill, you're chilling. And that's a perfect uh, reason why they would vote for Donald Trump. That makes a lot of sense. Passive income, baby. That's what we all want. Yeah. Um, I I woke up uh, early. Uh, the uh, yesterday and I had made breakfast. I was sitting in my chair with my cat, uh, you know, watching, uh, re doing a crossword puzzle because I'm an old man. Hell and yeah. Brought to you by Will shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, uh, my girlfriend got saw on Twitter that CNN called it and we were the first people on our block to be screaming out the window. We screamed out the window and, we go outside shortly. More people are coming outside. They pop champagne for us. Someone got some speakers. We were like blaring music and like dancing. I was I was doing the electric slide on the sidewalk. David, what are you? N no, Dave. What electric slide? No. It was like, an, it was like with like a, it was like with my like sixty five year old like black neighbor. You know? <laughs> what are you? Just, no, David. No, you what? No, nice I drank champagne. Uh, you're like you're brunch, I'm, I'm, David. No you're about what I did with you, my day. <laughs> you're brunch. So, uh, so I was in McCarran Park, and that is that was um, sort of everyone was out. There were bands playing from maybe eleven a.m., and then there was a dance party, and the party the party went all night. You were there all night. So I did not stay out that late. I did. 
I probably hung out in the park for about three hours. Nice. Just ran. Just uh, I was there when uh, Chuck the Boomer Schumer rolled in looking like a ghoul with his security detail and everybody uh, praised him. He was he got like a standing ovation. He got mobbed by fans. Wow. There were speakers at this event. No, no. He just came by. He just wa- he walked through the crowd. And then wow. um, who else? Uh, there was also the U- USPS uh, truck drove by. Word. And uh, that dude got tons of shout outs. Yeah. And I feel like uh, yesterday, everybody got a hall pass to cheat on their significant other with a postal worker. Yeah. <laughs> That's the day. That's the day. It's like. If you know, there's like the old joke of like, oh, you know, like, you know, the housewife was sleeping with the milkman or whatever. That was right. just on election day when uh, that that joke originally came from when Dwight Eisenhower beat <laughs> 1956 <laughs> when he won his reelection campaign. Hell yeah, that's uh no, I get it, man. I feel like there should be some some perks for essential workers. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's you get to you get to fuck whoever you, you should you should get a hall pass on who you fuck <laughs> like <laughs> like right if you really want to be poly, just become an essential worker and you and we will we will create space for you. So I uh so we also biked to Washington Square Park last night and we biked through and it was so nice. Everyone was back at back eating dinner on the sidewalk like the equivalent of basically brunch but everyone was just celebrating like yesterday was a day where no judgment if you want to get brunch get brunch in my opinion that's yesterday- right the the droids are are uh celebrating with the wookies and they're celebrating <laughs> and and the jedi are there yeah and uh you know sure we're like a ragtag motley bunch Who's mm-hmm. who's uh, vanquished the evil empire, right. and uh, we can set our our differences aside. Enjoy until, brunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your boozy brunch today. <laughs> Tomorrow, off to the rice patties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the killing fields. Uh, no, dude. No, I think I, I I thought about it long and hard, and I decided in my head it, that like logically, if you're going to celebrate things you should celebrate it the way uh, in direct correlation to what has happened so my whole thing is i was like doing the math in my head and i was just sort of like okay uh donald trump is not the president anymore time to celebrate that yay and then (laughs) (laughs) and that is that is literally that is literally all that that was and it was funny because that is how I found out yesterday as I woke up probably around like eleven thirty or whatever and my roommate just went yay and that was it that was, that was <laughs> and, and I was like I know what that means and and like that dude I I I love I love a good yay I love a mm-hmm. yay and then like that's it that's all I'm willing. To celebrate because like everything else is 
uh, is is uh is not worth <laughs> celebrating <laughs> it's it's uh it, uh i i'm just sort of like no that's it that's it you, yeah. you got one yay out of me <laughs> well uh yeah. glo- gloomy gabe the uh the nostradamus of nihilism over here uh is just <laughs> yeah. i just see uh, a future that i'm predicting where like i'm watching everybody dance in mccarran park and it made me think about the tsunami and uh, like, you know, when the tsunami, the, 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 the water line recedes and everyone's having this dance party on like a, a metaphorical, like the wet sand. And uh, the second <laughs> wave of COVID is about to come crash over all of these revelers. And so is an, a wave of austerity that the Democratic administration is going to be handcuffed by based on all of the crazy spending and deregulation and uh, lack of taxes. Uh, collected by Trump's administration. And yeah. the surveillance state is going to clamp down even harder. So we're getting... And then, uh, why, uh, hell, why not go to war with Iran? That might happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're looking at a lot of real big um, uh, do, doom doom moments on my Twitter feed in the next four years. Oh, yeah. I'm worried as shit about that. I think that it's all going to come down to who he appoints. I mean... I think it's just like it, it is objectively okay to be relieved <laughs> to be like to be relieved that the bad like the like the most insane right wing person that we've seen in a very long time, or at least yeah. since Bush is 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 dead, and also the fact that he, um, just a wild like a wild card, right? Word. And so now we're gonna get back to just like standard twenty fourteen politics basically and that's what it's going to be and there's going to be some wins and there's going to be some losses and it's all just going to depend on who they appoint if bernie gets labor secretary which is what's being floated right now um Mm. things will be better absolutely will be better than uh, what they were under trump for workers there is just no doubt about that um sure if, if you have any union dispute a Bernie National Labor Relations Board will be your friend, and a Trump was uh, a Trump board was very, very much not your friend. If you have a pension, if you have a four hundred one k, a Bernie Labor Board will be much, much better for those things than a Scalia board was. Um, so there's and there's a lot of other things that Scalia has done. Um, there's been a lot of coverage of it, like in the New Yorker and stuff like that, about just like all the crazy stuff that he's done with OSHA. And um, there's been a lot of crazy regulatory moves that Eugene Scalia has done because this man, I mean, he is one of the most like ideologically opposed to labor people you've ever seen. And this man was head of the labor department. I mean, Betsy DeVos gets a lot of flack, but Scalia, he was a late appointee, but he got did a lot of damage in his like two years that he was in office. So the fact that just the mere fact of his departure alone and being replaced with someone, potentially someone like Bernie. Um, is one thing to look forward to, um, and everything else sucks. I, th- I think <laughs> most other th- most other things could really suck. I mean, we could see you could see like Warren and Treasury, and but that's just so far away from normal people, and like we don't really know how that's going to affect us. She might be able to push back on someone. I mean, this is all speculative. Like Biden, it can is, do, yeah. Biden can do whatever the hell he wants. He could appoint fucking dick cheney to labor secretary like he is we have no idea what he's gonna actually do i mean i i don't know i think it's mostly just that the celebrations yesterday 
were strictly about celebrating a shitty dude losing his job. One of the weirdest parts about it is you just might be like, oh, well, okay, well, if Kamala Harris is the vice president, that means she is also not one of the senators from California. So that means we get a chance to uh, elect a potentially more progressive person from California. No, because according to California state law, there is a loophole in which she, the, the person who gets appointed senator is not a democratically elected person, but fucking Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Gavin Newsom appoints the next senator of California. Gavin, Gavin neutral on Prop 22 Newsom. Gavin, yeah. Gavin distantly related to Nancy Pelosi and like five other people in California politics Newsom. It's like the only thing you can hope for is I want to I want to word this correctly. I want the only thing you can hope for is people uh j- just being old and dying of old age. Like I like yeah. Shahid Buttar, Shahid Buttar lost in a landslide uh, oh, yeah, to Nancy did. Pelosi 80 80 20, you know. Uh, and I don't know everything about every position he was doing. I know he was more on the right side of history than Nancy Pelosi was. But, like, you know, he lost in a fucking landslide. Uh, yep. Uh, what what was the, her name? Um, the lady from West Virginia. Um, Paula Jean uh, Swearingen. Paula Jean Swearingen lost by, I think, 20 or 30 points. But, but so uh, did Amy McGrath, right? Like, Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, similar numbers. Well, that's 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 a good point as well where it's just sort of like i mean you just have to sit back and 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 just be like you know my one respite is that they have not created immortality yet and and nancy pelosi's like 80 like uh, yeah like you know she might live to be 100 but you know she's on the other she's on the downside man She's going to go eventually. She's 87. I mean, these people, these are people who have not created immortality and they are closer to the end than they are the beginning. So it's like, that's all you can hope for right now. You know? Yeah. I would like to see in California, I'd like to see Katie Porter run for Senate, maybe to replace Dianne Feinstein. Katie Porter's legit. She's like kind of a, you know, she's like a Warren, like kind of a justice Democrat, but like looks like a white suburban minivan mom. Uh, but she's good. Like if you like follow her like financial track record, she'd actually be good for California too because she's like economically left, uh, pretty like decisively so. And California needs someone like that because California is really a mixed bag on economic policy. She's funny because she dr- she brings strong pissed vibes, which I which I'm <laughs> all about. Yeah, I love I love I love it when a person just brings like what the fuck sort of vibes to the t- and they're on the right and they're on the side of like justice and what have you and, and like yeah. good stuff <laughs> yeah and she is someone who like if you're like on the left and you are don't want to hear about like someone's personal narrative you know and all of these sorts of more like superficial issues like she is someone who does not talk about her own personal life much at all she's just like no we're gonna talk about like this really specific regulation and this like she's a very like issue-based person i think she'd be good um you know, I don't know whether she would run, whether she, Gavin Newsom's not going to appoint her. That's for fucking sure. No, no, he's not. But she also won in like a pretty purple district of California because there's still some like pretty Republican strongholds in California. Like Devin Nunes is in California and shit. Um, and I think Feinstein won in one of 
in like a like her district isn't exactly, you know, San Francisco or, you know, I don't know, downtown L.A. or whatever. Um, I think she's San Fran. She's SF adjacent. But, yeah, you are. I think generally speaking, you are right. A lot of those areas are purple as hell. I mean, Orange County. I mean, that's just all high. It's it's not they're not McMansions per se, but they do have the same. Um, they're almost you know, old money. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just uh, the, there's not an equivalent of it really here on the East Coast, except for maybe the Hamptons. But that's sort of like super, super, super high up. We're just talking about like people who have like $700,000 in the bank at any given time, you know, and, <laughs> and just and can look at the Pacific Ocean like they see they see the Pacific Ocean from their house. I think there's some there's some parts of, of Long Island that are kind of like Orange County. You know, it's not like the wealthiest parts of New York, but it's like very, very much upper, upper middle class and pretty right wing. I will very briefly mention one of the funniest uh, ballot measures that happened when I was visiting Washington State, actually, my home, my home state. Uh, apparently in Seattle, there was a ballot measure that was basically just like <laughs> it was all about uh, sex education, which was re really funny. Uh, and it was very emblematic of all of stuff that is actually evil and stuff because the the whole point of the measure was like uh oh make sure that you know like when we're teaching sex education to like 13 and 14 year olds that we teach consent like that was the pro side of it which was like very reasonable and then everybody against it was just sort of like jesus is going to smite you like it, it was <laughs> uh and uh it was uh, a i mean i'm almost i can't Fuck, I can't look it up right now, but I'm almost certain it 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 um it passed, which is a good thing. When I was growing up in Kansas, they had a law that passed that said that it was optional if a school district wanted to teach intelligent design, aka creationism, in science classrooms, they could. That was cool. That was that was a that was that was a state law. That wasn't a ballot initiative. So what uh what do we have today we have the election all of us had some reactions some feelings about it some people celebrated more some people celebrated less uh the people who really are celebrating right now though um are on wall street wall street is very very excited about the idea of a divided congress um this is from the financial times but it's also been reported everywhere basically so what Wall Street does, very like they do with almost everything, is they gamble on who's going to win the election. And people are yeah. gambling on things like a blue wave, people gambling on um, you know, something a little bit closer to what this was. And it a seems... A purple wave? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was something. It was... It was uh, it, there's going to be a lot of post-mortem that's going to be going on, and by the time this episode comes out, everyone's going to know a lot more about who was largely responsible. I mean... We all have our own understanding, which is, you know, probably that the progressive left did big voter turnout stuff in Philadelphia and Detroit and Milwaukee and Atlanta, which helped turn, which, you know, ended up, you know, putting everyone, putting those four states over the edge and Las Vegas. Uh, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of more of a postmortem on it. All that's to say. Um, it was all, it was Lincoln Project Republicans that saved the day. <laughs> <laughs> God, those. Fucking losers. <laughs> so there's been, uh, I don't know, they, they, people bet on both sides of things. And now people are saying that with Trump out and with McConnell likely to be retaining control of the Senate, 
Wall Street is extremely excited by the idea of a stable, compromising, centrist Democrat and a strong Republican Senate. So what Wall Street loves is a stable executive and oh my God. a fiscal oh my God. Al- Republican. Hold- oh, I'm, so- I'm sorry. Alex Trebek just died. Oh, my God. No. Oh, oh no! I'm, I'm so sorry. I just saw it. I I just saw it on the New York Times by accident. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! We can't keep this in the episode. I don't know if this. No. Is- <laughs> <laughs> I I oh, loved man, I him in totally- White Man Can't Jump. I My grandma it. loved him. <laughs> Everyone loved him. He didn't have a single Me Too case against him. No, and he was no. classier than Pat Sajak. <laughs> yes. so it's way better. Uh, keep talking about finance, David. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's very likely that that's what's the case. And uh, people are very excited about the idea of a split Congress because, yeah. a, con- because a, a divided Congress uh, and a stable centrist Democrat We'll get nothing done on Wall Street regulation. Gridlock, baby. Everyone loves stability. Yeah, everyone. Stability is such a weird word for it because it's like ineffectiveness. Like there's no inertia, paralysis, being hamstrung. Their their whole thing is just sort of like, yeah, if there's gridlock, you know, it means we're all equal. And it's like, yeah, we're still sucking down carbon monoxide all stuck on the freeway. Like, what are you talking about? This is, it's gridlock. The people, these people, they don't understand the material realities of what happens to people when, when that exists. Yeah. For normal people, they understand how the yeah. material realities for themselves. Right. And it's um, very likely that, you know, you can't get serious uh, financial regulations or new, like new laws passed uh, that would create new financial regulations. You can't, um, do, do any sort of like healthcare reform or like a Green New Deal or these sorts of things with a Republican Senate. Um, you can only get stuff that narrowly meets kind of, you know, Joe Biden's right wing and Mitch McConnell's left wing. You know, and those things that they haven't, those, what those things are, are just incredibly uh, lucrative, uh, you know, you know, material gains for Wall Street. At the exp- and, and and that's kind of what the Washington consensus is. It, like when people talk about what the Washington consensus and getting things done in Washington is in bipartisanship, oftentimes that is just stuff that it helps Wall Street. David, do you specifically know like some of the actual mate- material bets or what have you that like uh, Wall Street is saying or or talking about like um, as far as like like Biden uh, a Biden presidency and like like what that means for them like are they like um i don't know would would the fracking people be happy again <laughs> like yes. I, i'm not yeah yeah stuff yeah. like that i mean it, yeah stuff like that for sure um fracking is is you know anyone who has like is in the energy sector is happy with the idea of mitch mcconnell holding on to the senate uh and healthcare, same thing Public option is not never going to happen, much less Medicare for all. No, these sorts of things just aren't <laughs> going to happen with Mitch McConnell holding on to the Senate, even if it's a very narrow majority. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of you know nervousness about 
how they're going to address coronavirus and if that doesn't include some material benefits to corporate America, um, they would be very upset about that. And that's very likely going to happen. There's just not much. The leverage is just kind of gone uh, for for the left uh, in the Senate now, I guess. I mean, and now there's like, I mean, I I even heard rumors um, I saw on Twitter that Mitch McConnell is going to threaten to not even hold hearings for Biden's cabinet unless he approves of the cabinet members. Oh, my God. I totally forgot you have to have Senate approval for for fucking cabinet members. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. So he could appoint. um, Yeah. So, I mean, like. Even the we were, we were like we were just getting a little excited about like, the idea of like a Bernie Labor secretary, but by but like McConnell could just not hold hearings for them, and he could do the same thing that he did and just hold those positions empty, literally empty until they get filled by someone that he approves of. I just keep thinking about uh, <laughs> the Weimar Republic in uh, Germany and how amazing yep. that turned yeah. out. <laughs> um, you know, right after World War One, these uh, the socialists that took power and created the Weimar Republic, and they had all of these great ideas, and everyone backed them, and then um, they got hamstrung by, uh, by being the administration that had to capitulate to, um, to you know, uh, France. And in that, uh, they had to deal with all of the austerity, and they took the blame for all right. of the austerity that Germany went through. So this Biden-Harris uh, you know, administration is going to be hamstrung by McConnell, but they're going to be the face of all of our blue balls and disappointment. And right. uh, so in four years, get ready for uh, fascism 2.0. Yeah, ushered in by McConnell. He's going to do the exact same strategy he did under Obama. But he is 78, so... Is he? You know, is that old? Yeah, I just looked it up. So he's old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> that, no, yeah, I and I think more than anything, it's going to be doubly confusing because yeah, I, I think that analogy is quite apt, Gabe, you know, comparing what we're experiencing right now to sort of a Weimar-like thing. The the weird part about it, though, is like, you know, like that, that era in German history, like, it, you know, it felt weird periods of inflation and stuff like that where shit wasn't worth anything but then you combine that with the actual material like reality of you know the united states in 2020 being the united states where like inflation is like different and and it doesn't affect people in like as directly correlative of a way so you get these things where it's like clearly things are getting worse and bad but people can't feel it as much it's like they they keep getting these injections of like local anesthetic to like not feel what is actually happening well the weimar 20s uh they were flush with uh cheap loans to help prop them up and stabilize them and then uh the depression kicked in and so yeah Yeah. you know our stimulus checks and all that is the same thing that was going on now when you're talking about people not being able to feel it that's because uh, the debt hasn't come yet, and the minute that if mm. that there's any turbulence in the market, um, or uh, you know when people's unemployment totally runs out, right, and their savings, that's that's where we're going to be. And something that we're forgetting about is that all of these Trump voters d- didn't just disappear; 
right? They're all still there. Ooh. The militias are still there. The Proud Boys are still there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we 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 live in it. We live in a reality where we know 2008 happened, and we know what did it that time, and we know that the other shoe is going to drop, but we don't know exactly what it's going to be yet. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Gloomy Gabe is saying uh, 2024. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As like, could it be Wall Street speculation? Could it be a, a resurgent second second pandemic? Could it be this? Could it be that? Like, we don't know, but it's all like you, you, you could feel it in the air and you can smell it if you yeah. have any grip on reality. I could see the gridlock getting to the point where we don't ever have a coronavirus bill ever pass again. And the health crisis that caused the downturn in the economy becomes a financial crisis because people can no longer pay their bills and they have to take out too many loans that they can't afford. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. all these homes get foreclosed upon. And it's literally a repeat of the 08 financial crisis. That was something that I was actually kind of expecting to happen earlier this year, but it didn't because of the cash injection of the you know the six hundred dollars every week, um, and you know in, in in addition to you know the other bailouts that happened uh, sectorally, I mean, if there if there isn't something like that, we will actually get a financial crisis, which will make all lending to the government and otherwise incredibly high interest. We are going to see some serious issues with just people's ability to get any sort of capital whatsoever, and. If we can't raise taxes on the rich and raise income otherwise, if only through debt, we are just going to just sink deeper and deeper into an austerity economy. And the Biden administration, depending on who he stacks, uh, could be very well poised to not have any uh, any any sort of impetus to raise taxes on the rich or raise revenue otherwise. You know, he doesn't even want to legalize marijuana. And that has been a cash cow. That's a cash cow. Yeah. Yeah. Are you he does, fucking he kidding me? He doesn't want to legalize marijuana after election where South Dakota, Mississippi, New Jersey, <laughs> and then fucking goofy ass Oregon was like, yeah, mushrooms are legal now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the chillest I'm, state in, in, the, yeah, in the union. Like no one, <laughs> no one in Portland is uh, doom scrolling right now. They're all just shroom scrolling <laughs> yeah i'm sorry <laughs> dude everybody dude everybody in oregon is just absolutely blasted out you know like like absolutely exploring the universe <laughs> you know and then only getting charged like you know a 50 dollar fine for seeing god's eyes <laughs> from doing too much dmt <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely as uh, they should be as they should be I mean, I think that if we got, like, that's why Cuomo wants to do it, is to raise revenue, because he refuses to tax the billionaires in New York and the Hamptons. And that is why Prohibition got repealed. It is the only reason why Prohibition got repealed, to pay for the green, to pay for the New Deal, initially. Yeah. Like, we were broke, and we needed money, so we made alcohol legal, and we taxed it. Like, you have no idea how much that could have helped. Like that, that very likely helped um, the save the American economy. It was just legalizing alcohol, just on a very small level for people. You know, the moment that I first uh, really started hating the government, uh, law enforcement, 
was um, watching the movie The Untouchables with Kevin Costner. And in that movie, he uh, plays Elliot Ness, and he's going after Al Capone for, um, you know, for, for bootlegging. And then the whole movie, we see him fighting and losing his men and killing gangsters and ruining people's lives to stop them from drinking. And the last scene in the film is a, uh, is a reporter saying, Hey, Elliot! Uh, didn't you just hear that prohibition's been repealed? What are you going to do? And he turns to the camera and he says, I'm going to go get a drink. And that <laughs> complete moral bankruptcy that he created all of this misery and conflict over something that he didn't even believe in uh, made right. me hate uh, the feds from that moment and any ideas of prohibition towards any substance. Yeah, absolutely. Because they don't even believe yeah. it. Yeah, you almost. Yeah, you you almost you almost sympathize with a character like Jeff Sessions for a second, who like you know <laughs> fucking blood and soil. He actually believes marijuana is gonna make you crazy. Like Jeff Sessions is like, it's devil weed. It's gonna make you crazy. You know, but like, <laughs> but a person, all those other losers, they're they're just doing it absolutely cynically, like opposing right. it for other reasons. Um, and maybe racist is, reasons. Yeah, I mean, somebody that believes that drugs are bad can have their mind changed because they can have some epiphany. But if you actually believe that drugs are good and you're just out there um following just trying to make money by having them illegal you can't be changed because you already know right from wrong and you've decided to be on the side of wrong you made a decision for sure yeah yeah you made a decision i see that i mean that, that's like why i still think like in many ways like uh jared is the worst of the trump family because he chose to be there <laughs> right right he bought in <laughs> yeah he bought yeah. in he married in like tiffany like just wanted to go to Georgetown and have a failed singing career. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, every once in a while has to speak about her dad who she knows doesn't like her. So, yeah. <laughs> she just has to live with that. People have to have asked this question before. Donald likes Tiffany more than he likes Don Jr., right? That's a, that's a, I mean, because she's a lady, maybe, yeah. No, not even that. Just like, I mean, really, like, who does he like more? I, I mean, it has to be Tiffany because Tiffany's just a zero. She's just like a neutral stand. It's like she likes God and shit and kind of just looks kind of weird. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but, I've never seen him acknowledge Eric publicly. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. I, but uh, he yeah. he's in he's in charge of more. He had he he like openly he has open contempt. Don Jr. though. Yeah, that's true. He really does. He really, really does. Uh, the only person he really seems to compliment is Ivanka. Uh, it really makes you think about like the where where culture is going to go after this, because um, especially after like seeing all the libs just go absolutely nuts in McCarran Park yesterday, it made me think like, well, what happens to like Pod Save America? Like what? Like they what happens? They get jobs in the administration. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that that seems like 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 that. That's the weirdest. That's the weirdest turn uh, uh, of all these things. And it's actually, I mean, you know, it's completely reflective of kind of what you were saying about market stuff too, where it's just like all the people who were were just like crying to the moon before they just absolutely silence and either don't say anything for four years or they just 
become part of that that institution. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, I'm very curious as to what the the next wave of music is going to be, uh, how bad satire is going to be under Biden, and all of the exciting stuff culturally. But uh, really, in general, I think that we're going to have to see, uh, you know, what happens and by how much John Ossoff loses in Georgia. Uh, it's going to be just a, I mean, that guy, it, what a, a perfect distillation of the resistance movement to start off the Trump, uh, you know, the Trump administration with John Ossoff losing in Georgia. And now it's going to end with him losing in Georgia again. Um, and that will c- hold on to the Senate for Mitch McConnell. What? Yeah. What? What is the what is the Colbert show do now? What do they, they like? What does that guy do? Like, like at, le- if, at least if you're John Oliver, you you like getting into the minutia of weird infrastructural things. You can do segments on that. But what do you do? What do you do if you're Stephen Colbert <laughs> or Cath- like any Catholic of those jokes? I think he's going to do a lot of Catholic jokes. Um. At least yes. he gets to stop crying. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. So, it's going to be very interesting. I've no, You know, it's all very early to, to tell. Um, but it'd be good for us to go into uh, something a little bit more in our wheelhouse, uh, besides just how happy Wall Street is, uh, going into some good old-fashioned Ponzi screams. Ponzi schemes. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's okay. right. Okay, okay. So, this is from the uh, SEC. Um Bogus investment advisor got into a $5 million fraud. Uh, a man named Terrence Chalk. Uh, okay, but actually, he went by right. Dr. Terrence Cash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty Dr. good. Cash. That's very Crestflow dollars. My name is Dr. Cash, and you shall refer to me as such. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really <laughs> cool, actually. Yeah, how does that guy not have a billboard over uh, like a Tennessee highway? Just being like, "Have you been hit by a truck? Call Doctor Cash." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's 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 too perfect that he's. I mean, I think maybe what it is is he's actually just there to 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 fix money. Maybe he's just like a money a paper money repairman. It says nothing to do with what his ability to do to make you money. He's just like, no, no, no. I actually am a, uh, I'm a quarter anesthesiologist. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I just put quarters down to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Yeah, his thing was funny. It, uh, it was the usual uh, Ponzi scheme turn where he had a generalized uh, scheme, and then how did he get caught? spent too much on a luxury item like that that was that's always that's always how they go down um he uh was raised about five million dollars for 40 investors pretty you know not not a huge amount of stuff but he was giving them 12 percent returns which is just uh it's very that's what he's promising it's very nice that's juicy it's juicy and so he was convincing the investors to move money from their existing retirement accounts uh, and IRAs <laughs> to invest in these bogus funds instead of investing the money, uh, Cha- Doctor Cash, um, and the entities <laughs> he controlled misappropriated the funds uh, using more than seven hundred thousand to cover personal expenses and one point eight to make 
the Ponzi-like payments to the earlier invest uh, to earlier investors. Um, when asked whether uh, he was going to, uh, you know, face financial repercussions uh, in the form of, you know, he said, "Well, maybe I am." Maybe I am. <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to face financial repercussions? <laughs> well, maybe I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking like the, I want to see like a Joaquin Phoenix do this character, you know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, that, that stuff's still going on. It's exciting stuff. There's this one uh, other case that, that, that I saw uh, that was a FINRA arbitration panel. So FINRA's the kind of like, self-regulatory organization of the financial yes. sector and oh yes and so she basically uh they alleged uh that she had so from her old job she got fired from her old job at edward jones and the her her like account on broker check said that she had discussions with clients regarding retirement accounts um without maintaining a license and no she, so that's that's why she said that she, uh, so she was she sued, filed an arbitration claim against Edward Jones, to try and get that record expunged. She said it was she sued them for defamation, okay, and huh. yeah. So uh, because she said that it was wrong, and she wanted to get a change to quote other, <laughs> instead of saying that she did the thing that she did. Uh, and the and the arbitrators got rid of it. So now you're if you are looking up this person, she's gonna have no record that she was operating without a license. She was operating. She was she lost her job for other reasons. Uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, uh, I love it when uh, you are applying for a new job somewhere, and they're like, "Huh, looks like you uh, had a lack of employment between." <laughs> Uh, for five years, what happened? And your only response is, other. <laughs> certainly, certainly not incredibly suspicious or bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking at a story for for uh, what for um, that was covering this, and uh, it doesn't say whether she actually did or did not have these licenses. Like, that might be an important thing to look at whether she actually whether it was actually false or not right like is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah pro yeah maybe <laughs> yeah Might maybe important to look at um i mean if she didn't uh okay but if she did what dude <laughs> like <I don't> know. <laughs> so what's the long-term effect of this now is she she's basically a criminal who has a gotta get out of jail pass if she did actually not have these licenses then yes she just is gonna have on her record that she was fired for other reasons and if someone asks her she doesn't have to say why so is this fired. a precedent setting case like is this now what any broker really. can do Arbitra arbitration doesn't really have much precedent like it's kind of amazing that we even get to look at it that's kind of the crazy thing yeah about arbitration yeah, that that see that that that's one of those things where it, it absolutely feels like it's like this should hold some weight in the future, and it's like nope, actually it doesn't, and that's why it's bad. Someone did, someone else did tell me that uh, he thought that maybe someone would be floated for the SEC 
for chair of the SEC would be Elizabeth Warren, um, which would be a fascinating choice, but that would be interesting. She would, she wants treasury. Like she wants something much higher profile than, than chair of the SEC. Um, I think it would be a lovely punishment for Elizabeth Warren to become an SEC chair. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. After everything, after all the shit that she pulled, not endorsing, <laughs> and but endorsing Bernie and, and falling she's got, in line she, with that, bro, she's that'd be get, awesome. She's gonna get a reward for that. <laughs> that, that, that would be. She's gonna, also. She's gonna get what she, she wants, dude. She, she would love it. It's it's the it's like a thing that not a lot of it's like it's like what are you talking about? I thought you loved the weeds. I thought you loved getting down in the weeds with stuff. So yeah, go ahead. Here's here's all the dirt. Get, get into it. <laughs> Uh, I think that she's going to much more likely has a higher chance of getting what she wants than Bernie getting what he wants um, just because she really helped secure Biden's victory against Bernie. Would be my <laughs> yes. That would be my yes. Favorite. Yes. There's a, a looming shadow of a very giant wave that's about to crash over us. Uh, at least Donald Trump won't be in charge when uh, the shit hits the fan. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think I would also leave. I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna misquote her, but a former guest on the podcast, Kate Aronoff, had a really good tweet, which was basically like, oh, "Give these, give the libs 24 hours to celebrate, but if they don't get in line by Monday, they're not going to. Right. <laughs> they're not. They're not going to. Right. They're not going to change. Right. <laughs> and right. uh, yeah, which is, and I mean, like, not to focus on it too much, but when it comes to the long game and actual meaningful change the answer to that is always focusing on like the long-term effects of climate change and what that means and uh uh yeah spoiler alert uh climate change uh still exists so uh <laughs> it still exists yeah. and that's not that's not going to change anytime soon yeah yeah i think that hopefully something will get done on climate change at least it won't be as openly adversarial to climate action as the Trump administration was. Yeah. Um, so from executive order to energy sector, EPA appointees, all these people will be a little bit better. And now in the past four years, financial markets um, are really supportive of renewable energy investing and have basically thrown gas and coal to the wayside, uh, which is I, by ga gasoline or, you know, like they haven't thrown, um, natural gas uh but the, the, sure. it, that, that stuff is going out of fashion in the financial markets so those are from a climate change perspective this is a substantive step forward everything else it all just depends on who they appoint it's just like personnel yeah. personnel is going to be policy in a biden administration especially with a divided senate um and i could I could. I always think that, that when things are good, it's the Weimar Republic. When things are bad, it's Nazi Germany. There's only two phases of life in America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, well, so that, that that that's it. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. When it, when this episode comes out, everyone will know a lot more, or we won't. Or the yeah yeah maybe um, yeah yeah <laughs> who knows. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been Ponzi Scream. I'm David. I'm Gabe. Uh, I'm Danny. Uh, watch Quantum of Solace. It talks about the Boliv. It, it's it's super accurate to what happens in Bolivia. Really? 
Yeah, watch it. Watch it. We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch it. <laughs> nice watch little it. shout out at the end uh, of a poorly rated James Bond. Um, it's good. It's good. I like it. I like it. Watch it. I think it came out during a writer's strike. Uh, so that was a, a big problem. It's a messy, messy movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Go watch yeah. the scab James Bond movie, everyone. <laughs> yeah, watch it. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Right, bye.